for you, the podcast celebrating late bloomers and trailblazers of all walks of life. I'm Kelly. And I'm Red. And before we get into it, listeners, repeat after me. I have rated. I have reviewed. (laughs) I have subscribed. I have rated. I have reviewed. I have subscribed. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that, Red. (laughs) That is so not the last time we'll be hearing this today. No, you're going to hear it 10 more times. (laughs) To let listeners behind the curtain, this is the second time we are recording today's Tuesday Tea with the lovely one and only Red. Yay! Yeah, I think it was a sign from the universe that it crashed because it was like, this is a bad idea. And I was like, no, I agree. I agree. And yet (laughs) here we are again. We're celebrating you. We're celebrating your huge move. And Red, you just went to your school yesterday on a tour. I did. Tell me. It's been a while since I've said this, but I'm in love. No, the school is incredible. It's in this old fire hall. Apparently in between when it was a fire hall and the school, it was actually the location for Second City. I mean, could this place not be anymore for me? Seriously, those pictures were so cool. So I didn't take more pictures because there were students actually in session creating some works. They had some models in house. They were doing fashion. They were doing theater. There was a lecture going on about prosthetics and I just was like, let me in, let me in, let me oh in. Oh my God. <laughs> she oh. was saying how like some people have called the school Hogwarts and I was like, well, thank God because I never got my letter. So it's about <laughs> fucking time. I was jealous when you were sending me those pictures because I miss oh, being in that environment. Miss learning and like being around creatives. No, I mean, no, she was saying like, work. oh, you got to get textbooks. And I was like, oh, right. There's oh, the school right. part of school. That's so funny because my brain just went like you're doing practical applications and stuff. But of course you need to learn technique. Right. Oh, I had the same reaction. And then she said, oh, I think you'll have to write like a paper or two. And as a writer, I'm not daunted by that. But at the same time, I was like, huh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you should just submit the podcast. Be like, you know what? I'll do you one better. Here it is. In audio form. But okay, so tell me, you are in Toronto. I am in Toronto. It's a very nice open space and I love it. It's perfect for what I need. And I was working on doing little like things around the apartment today. I do have to text my landlord because I may have blown a fuse oh good how is she (laughs) she's lovely we just met the one time so far she came down she met my parents who dropped me off me and caboose she's so nice her daughter is very sweet i haven't really had much interaction with them yet they live upstairs and the floors here are thin so i can hear walking around i hear giggling i hear the dog barking to me though is not a bad thing i grew up in my house three siblings (laughs) and their friends all coming over my cousins and uncles and aunts yeah it's like a sitcom somebody would come through the door at any yeah minute. it's weirder for me not to hear anybody in the house this to it's me comforting. is like a comfort I so would, i feel I like i'm at home <laughs> oh i love that and they have a dog her name's daisy i know that daisy. much and i don't want to give out too much information okay. about them. red i can't believe it like we've literally been talking about it for so long and you're and it's happening and it's, and happening. it's so wild i'm going to my first spin class tonight i'm Yay. really nervous and excited yeah. i'm more nervous about this than going on dates with men oh um, Come on. Wait. Rewind. How are the men, by the way? Because you said that they were so, so far, hot. They are very pretty to look at. But as I said, my parents were in town. So right. also, I don't think I want to bring the guys into this space. Like, this is my space. Caboose is the only man in this whole house because you've got Daisy the dog, the mom and her daughter. And then there's me and then there's Caboose. So I kind of want to keep it that way of just like, OK, here's our very feminine house. I don't need masculine energy coming in here other than Caboose. Literally, I feel like I've Great. been hibernating also because it's been uh, one degree 
Celsius, which is just above freezing. Oh my gosh, Red, I'm so excited for you. And I cannot wait for you to meet your hockey husband. (laughs) Will this upon you? How many times now? It's going to happen. It's just a matter of I don't think there's anyone who's cheering more for my dating life than you. I mean, everything else is kind of coming together. So you're like, okay, where's this other piece of the puzzle? I mean, we're going to go into it because I've had a little bit of a life. A little bit. (laughs) only being in my 30s, people are kind of always surprised by the amount of shit I've been managed to I wouldn't say accomplish some of it is just oh. stumbled onto <laughs> some you, of it you don't sell yourself no. short I'm no, no, no. there's been some accomplishments okay, but good. there's also been Recognize things that. of how did I manage to make that happen and <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how did I live it. through that <laughs> I'm glad that we get this excuse to do it finally because this is something I, I know to do, and I you're so glad I feel like I'm a little toned down which is good which means I'm gonna get all like in my feelings instead of just being like a smart ass like most of the time in good. the evening so we want that we want you to be raw and honest red i'm a little nervous but here we go no, here we go red <laughs> we're doing it but first of course as tradition we are going to put you through our james lipton i love these for me questions what is your favorite word so my favorite word it's not so much a favorite word i like onomatopoeia words where it's the sound of the word is the same as the word itself like crackle or sizzle i love words like that where you get the feel for the word as you say it <laughs> what but what is your favorite curse word fuck yes I love that word. It's such a good word. Because it's everything. We've talked about this before, but it's it's a verb. It's an adverb. It's a noun. It's it's everything. So what is your favorite sound? I have two, but I love the sound of heels on a marble floor. I know that's very specific, but as someone who is constantly wearing heels, there's nothing that makes me feel power move kind of thing than to hear those heels just like, because on certain surfaces, not so great. On marble floors, it just sounds like a badass is coming. That's also the sound that will make people's heads turn just to see who it is. Or better or and, worse. Right, I'll exactly. Because sometimes if it's not me, then I'm like, uh-oh, principal's office, here we go. Exactly, um, that's what I think of. I think of elementary school or something. Honestly, especially lately, I just love the sound of laughter, especially like a kid's laugh where they don't know how to hold it back yet or oh. haven't been told to hold it back. I love like that uncontrollable giggle that kids that have. What is your favorite food? And we'll make this also uh, international. What is your favorite Canadian food? Oh, okay. Favorite food overall is seafood. I grew up in Rhode Island, so I gotta have my clams, you know, shrimp, lobster. I go clamming, so I think my record was 90-something clams in one go. Whoa. And, yeah. Damn. Uh, I'm you competitive. Anthony Bourdain could uh, hang out. Yeah, right? We just yeah. would have wrecked an ecosystem somewhere. Yeah, you definitely would have. <laughs> but favorite Canadian food, because technically the food I have up here is more Ukrainian, so I'm going to go with pea meal bacon, which is the real Canadian bacon. It's been rolled in pea meal, so if you know cornmeal, it's like that, but with peas. And Whoa. it's so salty and so delicious. And if you ever go to St. Lawrence Market, the best female bacon sandwich you can get, you go to the Carousel Bakery. Wow. Oh, I just, I, I'm obsessed. I don't even <laughs> eat meat and I'm, my mouth is watering. 
Where is your favorite place to visit? Favorite place to visit is actually a small lake, more of a pond, in Rhode Island called Lake Mishnock. We would visit quite the drive for Rhode Islanders, about 25 minutes. Ooh, it's Ooh, it's rough. Tough. That's too far. Very tough. We have a little bit of property there. My grandfather and great-grandfather got this little plot of land. Tiny, tiny, tiny. They built it? They built the house, currently being renovated because turns out they were not good uh, carpenters or anything like that. Oh, um, no. So it's amazing it's lasted this long. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean to the family or anything, but yeah. It's just one of those places. It's very nostalgic for me. I learned how to swim there. I spent my 4th of Julys there. It just was like a place where my family would all go and congregate. And during the summer, we would go fishing. We'd go kayaking. It's just this little, little spot. And it means so much to me. And every time I leave Rhode Island to go somewhere else, I always end up just stopping by to say, goodbye. See, I told you I'm going to be all in the fields today. Oh, on the fields, Red. That's so yeah. cinematic. Honestly, the lake has kind of been like a test if people would fit into the family. I distinctly remember when my cousin's girlfriend's not cutting it. The lake, it's not a fancy place. It is definitely a place where you rough it in. If you are a princess type, if Try you're going it. in, you're like, you can't take nature. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We're Ooh, not doing this. Cliche. She's like a movie villain. <laughs> Right. Well, that's why she's not in the family anymore. Goodbye. Bye, girl. (laughs) What is your favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote. I'm being sentimental, but my favorite quote is by my hero, Robin Williams. I love him. We share a birthday. His quote that I love is, you're only given a spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. Oh, Red, you have a lot of sparks and a lot of madness (laughs) in you, so you haven't lost either. Right. Well, I'm a very sparky person. It's like creativity. You want to fan the flames or maybe you don't. You use it or you lose it. And some people, they just don't want to explore that side, the wildness of life. And I think those that do, though, they're the ones who fan the flames and it's maddening. But at the same time, it's a whole lot of fun. (laughs) What is your favorite movie? It's definitely Princess Bride. Yes. I love that movie. I'm like obsessed. For the longest time, my Wi-Fi network was, anybody want a peanut? And you know that line from the movie and you know what I'm talking about and who says it. You and I are best friends now. Uh, find your husband. Yeah. If all of a sudden he's like, stop it now, I mean it. And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, this is is the one for me. That's a good test, honestly. You should make that on your profile. It's It's the lake and it's the Princess Bride quote test. That's what it is. Yes. Well, what is your favorite karaoke song? I feel like I need a new one because normally what I do is I just kind of William Shatner it. I find like a rap song or something. Yeah. And my go-to has been Lizzo's Truth Hurts. Not only do I know the song so well, I actually performed it as a monologue for an audition I was doing for a 24-hour theater festival. Why men great till they gotta be great? (laughs) I just took a DNA test and it turns out I'm 100% that bitch even when i'm crying crazy anyways i could keep going but um, oh that's so smart the next year everybody copied me not everybody but a lot of people did song lyrics for their auditions what is your favorite compliment you like to give one of my favorites to give is when somebody says something really funny or something like i hadn't thought of i'm like god i love the way your brain works that's my mm. 
I don't give it out that often. So cool that you like are not giving artificial ones. What is your favorite drink, alcoholic and or non-alcoholic? I'm going to try not to slurp as I say this because I'm literally drinking uh, chai. That is my favorite. A nice vanilla chai is my favorite non-alcoholic. And then for alcoholic, I love cocktails and wine. I am not a beer girl. I am not Me any either. carbonated beverage girl unless there's alcohol in it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm more of like a vodka or tequila based cocktail girl and then all the wines give me all the wines <laughs> all the tiki drinks red i miss our tiki days i know gotta, although some of those reunite. drinks are ugh, not yeah. like a <laughs> no they are a mess <laughs> it is just a uh, hangover waiting to happen what is your favorite book favorite book was definitely Harry Potter. I nerded out hard for that book. I begged my parents for the second book. It was very embarrassing to the point that they actually had it under their bed for my birthday and they let me go get it early because I would not stop pestering Nerd alert. about it. Nerd alert. <laughs> Absolutely. What was your favorite subject in school? Speaking of nerd. English. I yeah. am a word nerd through and through. <laughs> I think that's what we share a love of. We don't math. We just English. What is your favorite season? So my favorite season is definitely fall. I missed it when I lived in California. What is your favorite color? My favorite color, surprisingly, is not red. Uh, oh, red is like red. my, I know, but it's more of my power color. It's more of my personality, which isn't to say I don't love my personality. It's just, I love more of a green or a blue. Uh, those are definitely my favorite colors. Very outside of you. What is your favorite smell? Either vanilla, like I love the smell of cookies baking, but it's less about the chocolate, it's more about the smell of the vanilla coming through or rosemary especially this time of year i love smelling rosemary just makes me think of the holidays oh so cozy red what is your favorite flavor of ice cream and or pizza toppings my favorite flavor of ice cream is Neapolitan because I need Ooh. all the options. You need all the options always. Variety is yep. the spice of the life. The trifecta. Favorite pizza flavors. Now, if I'm being healthy or trying to impress somebody with being like, oh, yes, uh, only fresh ingredients with my margarita pizza. But if I'm not and truly just want all the fats and all the grease, chicken bacon ranch, like, could not be more opposite. <laughs> I Like, it's like, something different. all the meats <laughs> or it's... All, none of them. Oh, and I am a thick, thick girl. Like, uh, not saying myself a thick. I was gonna say, bit. what are you saying, Red? The dough. I am not a thin crust girl. <laughs> Give me as much bread, as much dough as possible. What is your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday, hands down, Halloween. I yep. mean, of course, yeah. only answer. It's only answer. And you're gonna be in <laughs> demand, Red. You're gonna be in so much high demand. You can like make a business around Halloween, doing makeup for people. We'll see. We'll see. I yeah. mean, it'd be great. Um, I'm just curious to see where it's all going to go. What is your favorite outdoor activity? Favorite outdoor activity has to be anything by or in the water. If I'm swimming, kayaking, even just walking by the shoreline. Yes, long walks on the beach. I know, cliche, cliche. Um, <laughs> but anything by water, I'm so happy. I love it. What is your favorite day of the week? Favorite day of the week? I know this is weird, but Thursday. I just find myself being very productive, but then I'm also a proponent of the four-day work week, so yes, I'm putting agree. it out there now. Now that Thursdays are going to be the new Fridays and I don't know I used to work on a show called Thursday Night Live it always would fall into such a way that really fun creative things were happening on Thursdays for whatever reason it's an interesting answer I like that though last two what is your favorite kind of gift my favorite kind of gift well to receive is definitely like an experience or 
an activity as much as I love like getting stuff for pinup and things like that unless you know you know my aesthetic or you know my sizes uh, that can be a little tricky so I'd much rather go and like spend time with people that I care about like going out to a dinner and someone treats me to that or do like a cooking class together or something that means so much more to me than just like you know a piece of jewelry I've also been jokingly called the Leslie Nope of gift giving because I love to find like the little super personal gifts that people wouldn't buy for themselves or things that they want to do but just didn't have the courage to so because of that yeah I love to find those things what is your favorite thing about yourself my favorite thing about myself definitely has to be my resiliency because as I said as much as there's been a lot of exciting things that have happened there's also been some really difficult and really tough and not great times as well and to come through that and to not give up and to keep going and to keep being like oh wait you knocked me down I'm coming back and it's gonna be even better this time and then on top of that the humor I have during all of it despite the difficulties coming out of it I'm like yeah but this will be a great story though right right like the jokes that I make oh gallows humor is my humor that is your Um, love language that is pretty much Andre the Giant quotes yes yeah so if you can keep up with my humor quote Andre the Giant which you gave away who said it oh shit sorry (laughs) and like the lake we're getting married tomorrow so yes and you play hockey <laughs> that's just a bonus. That's not a need to have. That's a nice no, to have. No, I'm but... sorry. That's that's a necessary thing. I'm, I'm... My dad would agree with you on that. <laughs> you have to, Red. We are now speaking of resilience, going into your story, and I'm so glad yeah. we're finally doing this because you, as you've said, you're only in your 30s, but you may as well have lived two lives by now. Because I've, all I've of talked the about things. how this is why I have a cat because oh basically God. I've had multiple lives. You really um, have. Please take us through like I, you fascinate me I, you are just so I just don't know anybody who's done as much and moved as much and tried as many things on as you God, have and I think it's an much inspiration to our <laughs> listeners I think I just want to hear just walk me through walk me through the journey day red let's hear it we're gonna skip over a little bit because I mean it doesn't really get interesting till I'm 18 I mean right. granted born in Toronto came down to the states and grew up in Rhode Island because my mom is a Rhode Island who married my dad who's Canadian dad came down to play hockey so again uh, I would say yeah this is why you and my dad are both like come on hockey player (laughs) we really want the Samboni wedding like I've said but basically I grew up in Rhode Island and was painfully awkward during I find that so weird to know (laughs) you were awkward I've only known you as this effervescent bright light and you were awkward and shy it's true though like I don't know the side of you so this this is, this is so crazy to me to hear. Well, people won't anymore because I'm so not that person anymore. But I think it's right. because I just wasn't very comfortable with who I was yet. And I grew up in a town that was more focused on like athletics. And it was a very small town in a very small state. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just was so awkward. And I also, to go a little physical, I developed early. So then I was very uh, uncomfortable with that. How did yeah. that. How did the kids treat you? I mean, nobody really messed with me because, again, so I have an older brother a younger sister and a younger brother. So everybody knew one of us, especially if you knew my older brother and also my dad who would become the hockey coach. You didn't mess with me. (laughs) I mean, there were people who kind of did, but it was 
more of like that mean girl stuff and you know people just saying comments that were a little small town minded about my heritage and things like that but I was always a very creative person so I started doing theater so that's why people thought also I was a lot more gregarious than I was because look at us using these big words I know look at us what is happening (laughs) effervescent gregarious the coffee's kicking in but I think a lot of people thought I was more extroverted than I was back then because of the fact that I did theater and I always played like these big characters I always got like the comedic roles I was never the love interest which is always funny to me no it's fine because I think the side character like Judy Greer she always got to have like the most fun and got to get into the most antics because you can't have your romantic leads doing that unless it's cute you know hallmark rules so once I got to college that's where I really started coming into my own I double majored with English with creative writing emphasis and TV video communications while minoring in theater so I've always been a little too (laughs) stressed out Um, where did you go by the way what school did you go to oh I went to Hofstra great experience terrible price tag if I could do it (laughs) again that's their tagline honestly it should be college honestly all private universities in the U.S. Yeah, because I'm still paying off school and I'm in my 30s and they offered no help afterwards. So Hofstra, get on your shit. Yeah, and stop being like this because you were great to me during school but then afterwards they'll send out right. you know it's at least the John Mulaney few, quote yeah. where it's like hey it's been a while since you've given us money it's like hey it's been a while since you housed and educated me <laughs> done so, anything what have you done right. for me lately yeah wow right. but you were busy You why Why did you do that to yourself Red you had how many majors what? I had too many interests I knew I wanted to do something within like the either theater or TV world somewhere in the creative realm and I wanted to be Tina Fey. I just wanted to like do it all. It's not too late, Red. This is a no, exactly, and that's the about point. The late bloomers and exactly. trailblazers. Well, you can well, be that's a late why. blooming Tina Fey and write Mean Girls, our version. <laughs> right, where it's like mean women, yeah. mean women, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I went to college. So here's a piece of advice I have for people. Not that people are asking for it. If you want to do a study abroad program and your school doesn't have a program already in place, there's third parties that your school most likely will accept credits from and you can set up your own semester abroad. I feel like a lot of what I've been able to do has been of the fact that I learned the rules of how things work and then I'm like, but how can I get around it in a legal way? That That is so yeah that is so red (laughs) right so that's how I was able to set up my study abroad program in Limerick Ireland and so I lived there for like six months during college and because it's not through the school I literally knew no one and it was just this great experience and that's nerve-wracking uh, wait rewind i when i did study abroad i at least knew my boyfriend at the time and then met friends but you knew ooh, romantic like, doing this on my own made me realize how to make friends how to kind of navigate in situations where once again i'm in a country where they use the metric system and celsius and yeah. <laughs> i had to figure out a lot of things on my huh. own because i didn't have the support of my university i didn't have like i had the program but they're pretty individual so I made friends and I still am friends with a lot of them. Hi, Brenna. I love you. Brenna is my friend from down south. She doesn't have that thick of an accent, but I always exaggerate it because she makes me laugh every time. Well, she'll be like, well, some people's kids. Um, and I'm like, what? And she would make us American food while we were over there and we would have our Spanish and French housemates try it. Oh my God. If you ever get a chance, have an experience where you play King's Cup with a bunch of people internationally and watch the French lose their mind over the little green man rule. Um, 
there is a man in my drink? I don't understand. <laughs> we're like, no, no, that's yeah, it's great. We just uh, lost all of our French listeners with uh, uh, that. Well, that they were accent. like, that wasn't even French. I don't that understand. wasn't even, I don't even know what that was, but it was impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, so in college, I was working my ass off. I was, because I was also working part time because I was on a scholarship and I still have debt. Again, broken system. Hofstra do better. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And then I came back and for my last semester year i worked for abc news i don't know how they picked me abc news was trying out this new operations internship program and they interviewed all kids from all parts of new york hold on i gotta rewind the whole thing because when i went to ireland i was 20 and when i came back i was still 20 so even though i could legally drink there i came back and i had like three weeks until i could legally drink again i turned 21 over in london So I, the day before I left, so I was hungover on the ride back, but it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I was pretty pissed because then I had to wait to drink legally again. (laughs) And and I was so used to being like, oh, can I get a glass of wine? And they'd be like, can I see some ID? And I'd be like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) But anyways, so when I got back, I started working for ABC News and I was 20 years old. Don't know why they picked me. I'm 20 and I had to interview with seven different executives from different areas of the operations team so graphics good morning america on set editing all those different groups and i got it and i showed up the first day oh it was wild because i was like cool so where are the other interns and they're like you're it and i was like what (gasps) wait you got the only internship yeah because they were trying out this program yeah that's impressive no big deal it was very wild and so yeah i was on set for good morning america i was i spent the most time in edit ops I was working on the Royal Wedding for graphics, so they actually sent a town car to pick me up on a Thursday night because I remember I'd been at a party and then to go home and quickly change, there were frat boys rocking the town car they had sent to pick me up. Um, I had to shoo them away and then drove over so early in the morning and we covered the royal wedding from there. And you were there. I was right? there in Trafalgar Square. Yes, that That's was crazy. right before I left. So it was right around my birthday. Yeah, it was amazing. And you were covering it. So you were covering me, Red. Yep, pretty much. I probably had a glimpse of you. I was like, there's my future friend and podcast yep. co-host. Yes, you- oh, that's so cool. Wow. Yeah, I got to work on a bunch of really cool projects. And then I ended up getting hired back. I went back to Rhode Island for a little while, but came back to New York when I called them for a job reference and was like, hey, I'm thinking about coming back. Could I use you as a reference? And my boss in my editing department called back with a job offer. So (gasps) what? yeah. So then I was working in edit ops and turns out I don't love working in news because it is wildly depressing. Death every day, I would imagine. Well, you're watching also the stuff that they capture all the footage of and then they edit it so that the general audience can see it, Mm -hmm. but you still have to see everything. So that was really difficult to kind of wrap your head around that kind of stuff. And yeah, it just wasn't for me. So ended up transferring and going to ESPN in Connecticut. Bumfuck Connecticut. Like, I'm sorry. There's nothing there. And it's very, (laughs) I don't know. The campus is very impressive, but then it's like suburbs all around it. And I was in Connecticut for a little while and then they had the big layoff that the news told me that we were having layoffs before my company did. And it it stinks. But at the same time, I decided to lick my wounds and go back to Rhode Island for a little bit. I ended up working for Hasbro as an associate producer for Cake Mix Studios. I did like their Play-Doh commercials and Play School and stuff like that. They ended up. 
Yeah, it was fun. I was a little competitive of an environment in a way really? that was very surprising. I know. Wait, um, I think it's because it was more of the location. I think there's just not as many of those types of jobs. So people were very cutthroat. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Where were you? Surprisingly for toys. in Connecticut? Or where this is you? in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Yep. So even wow. fewer jobs there. So then I ended up deciding I wasn't happy and I'm 20. Yeah, I think I was around 24 because I just was like, I don't love doing this. I was on a contract for a year. So I knew I had that year running now. And my long-term boyfriend and I had broken up. Thank God, because, you know, no disrespect to him, but he just wanted very much to stay in Rhode Island, be in Rhode Island, never really leave Rhode Island. And I mm. was not about that life. I decided after I was done with my contract, just fuck it. Let's just pack up my life in a little red Kia and drive across the country by myself and Ugh. get a job once I got to LA. Red. This is crazy. Okay, so that's, <laughs> the, let's just let's just take a minute to unpack that. The inclination to do that, not knowing anybody, I imagine. No, I had some people I knew out there. I knew more people out there than I did in Ireland. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, then that. that, Well, because a bunch of people from Hofstra ended up going there after they graduated, so they were more established there and everything. And that's actually how I met like two of my closest friends. One of them was actually a friend of mine from college, but we weren't close in college. And then, so Sherry and Kieran, if you're listening, they are like my guardian angels, my godsends, my mental health checks, my girls through and through. I am gonna like cry a little bit. They have helped me through so many different. Different things. Hey, so, ladies. hi, Thank ladies. I know, I know that they do us. listen. They do listen. So, when was this? I want to say this was like 2014, 2015, something like that. Okay. And I spent about six weeks on the road driving. How um, was that? Was that amazing? Okay, I loved you're alone, it. So I'd be terrified. I was alone. Oh, my mom was so and men in general. My mom was so stressed side. out for it because yeah. she was just like you with your red car and your red hair. And this also the time that I stopped wearing like the sweatshirts that I was wearing in school, so like you could see my figure more. And she was just like, "Oh no!" Had it all mapped out. I had reservations for places that I was staying, or I was staying with family friends. So it was a really cool journey because then I was staying with friends of my mom's, and so I was hearing stories about her, you know, stories I hadn't heard before. And then I stayed with friends of my dad and I heard a lot of stories about him I hadn't heard before. I stayed with my sister's friends who were living in Austin and we talked about Aaron who sadly is no longer with us and mm. Alexa who was oh, I think I just turned on my Alexa. But uh, I got to know them and see a different side of them and I stayed with my uncle out in Arizona and I was on my own in New Mexico and then I got to LA and crashed on the couch with a few buddies of mine from college. I honestly couch surfed for a little bit. I was looking around for different jobs and I applied to Disney and it was so funny because I walked in. took me about I want to say like a year maybe to land a job at Disney. And the funny thing was, as soon as I walked into the building, my old boss's boss who had hired me for my internship was in the lobby. No. And she happened to see me and was just like, Red? Oh what, my God. What are you doing here? So I feel oh. like that probably helped because I think a lot of the times in the industry, it's about who you know, not necessarily what you know. Yep, that's true. But I got my start not because of who I knew, but I don't know how. <laughs> but yeah, so then I got the job and I was with Disney. And that's where we met. That's where we met, which is a historic moment. Historic. And I was moonlighting at Flappers Comedy Club. So I would 
literally pull a Superman and be in my glasses and my suit at Disney and then would go and change into a flapper outfit with feather boas and sequins and all this other stuff in the evening and just be around. Oh, I forgot to mention that in college. I did stand up comedy. What? (laughs) Rewind. How did that go? Well, because I was writing for a sketch comedy show and then a couple of guys approached me and they were like, hey, we want to start this comedy group. We're thinking of calling it Ha Ha Hofstra. We want you to join and be the secretary because you're a girl. But don't worry, this person's going to be the treasurer because he's Jewish and I'm an <laughs> asshole, so I'm going to be president. And I was like, well, with that kind of pitch. Harvard you know? yeah. Right. Wow. So did stand up. So when I was looking for like stuff to do, because it turns out Disney doesn't pay that well, in my opinion, oh, not, no. not a fact. I'm just <laughs> stating that as an opinion. So when I was looking for a side job, I love stand-up comedy. So at nights I was working in the box office dressed as a flapper and I would see all kinds of comedians up and coming and I got to see like I think my first week there I worked on Kevin Hart's special and I sat Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child and she just she had that like soft voice and she was like I love your outfit and I was like oh on the tombstone (laughs) right I was like I'm done uh I reached peak LA experience wait so did you do stand-up there I did a little bit but not as much as I did in college it just there was a lot going on as you can tell working two jobs and also dating and trying to spend time with friends and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and basically I realized thankfully I managed to have like kind of a moment where I picked my head up and I saw where my career was going and I didn't really love it because what were you doing exactly I was working in had a bunch of different titles but I worked in non-linear programming basically I was doing all the stuff for digital platforms like putting content up there Mm -hmm. which is so funny because we've talked about this how we both would write the descriptions Yes. For the episodes. Oh my gosh. The the metadata or the, yep. yeah, like the little one-liners. Which is those. so funny Oof. because we were both doing the same job. Yeah, we were. Which um, <laughs> is weird. Which it's is ridiculous. Yeah. And then we get to, uh, I'm not going to go too much into this. Maybe we'll come back to this another point. But unfortunately, I was assaulted on a date. It was yeah. very violent and it was very traumatic. I'm yep. grateful still to be here today. There was a lot of things that happened after that. A lot of repercussions, a lot of legal stuff. I can't really go too much into all of it. And it was mm. the worst time in my life. It yeah. was something that you have to physically recover from but emotionally and psychologically it takes so much longer you also in the process lose friends you lose trust you lose a lot of things it was really difficult I ended up coming back to the east coast because it wasn't so much like a oh because of that I left it was Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that in the first place and then that was like the final straw straw. and I needed my family I needed more support and being 3,000 miles away as much as I love how you were trying to be there for me and Kieran and Sherry and there were people my heart rightfully so you needed to take the time but like I lost you at that point and my heart was just shattered and I didn't know how to you know either be there for you or leave you alone well it's a very difficult time because also how people deal with it because unfortunately statistically everybody's going to know someone who's been through it because it's Mm -hmm. like one in three women will have gone through something like what I did which is awful and however people deal with it it's so different for everybody 
body. There's so many different ways to cope. I've done extensive therapy. I've done, you know, one of the funniest things to come out of this was my love for spin because when I first got on a bike after it happened, I physically couldn't use the bike because mm. the extent of my injuries were so bad. As a giant fuck you, you're not taking this too. Once I was physically able to, I started riding like a mofo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that became like my way to kind of reclaim some part for myself. I hate the thing where people are like, oh, she did this because of this. It's not because of it. It's despite that. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. crediting mm -hmm. that person with doing something awful to you. Like it's not the, what's the thing with the woman in the refrigerator concept where that's what spurs on the action. No. Right. I was always going to be the strong person. And unfortunately, somebody tried to set that back and almost killed me in the process. Oof. I, and I'm just sorry, read that. Oh God, no, I know. I'm just sorry that this. I just know there's happened. other women out there who yeah. have also been through this, and right. my heart goes out to them because I'm so fortunate to still be here. I'm so fortunate to have the support I did get, and to be able to turn my life around the way I have. Because yeah, there was a lot of things that came out of this. My career changed. My everything changed after that. And there are people who put their necks out for me in trying to get me the justice and the support that I needed. And some of them face consequences too because of that. Mm -hmm. Because again, we don't know how to handle it well in the US and it was really shitty. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that though, Red. I didn't know I, if you were going to go into it. I, mean, I think that the listeners will definitely appreciate your honesty well, for, and we can relate. I'm sure, unfortunately, we have listeners who can relate. So we'll put some um, resources in the show notes for sure. For sure. And yeah. definitely ones because I found some amazing resources. Yeah, what did you find? Get. Who did, how did um, you get through that? So women in film and television, they are phenomenal. They set me up with some lawyers. They helped me get my first therapy sessions for what I went through. This was also right on the precipice of the Me Too movement. And this was also when all the stuff with Brett Kavanaugh was happening. So that also led to a lot of difficult conversations, how people perceive those things and then knowing someone who had been through it. I know it's weird, but I'm not someone who hides what's happened to me. I'm very open about it because there are things behaviorally I don't know sometimes what will trigger me. And so I try and be honest. And I also try and put some visibility there because unfortunately, we're taught to be ashamed when someone attacks us. Like it's right. our fault somehow. What Victim were you wearing? Blaming. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about that nonsense. It's nah. hard to put myself out like this and say that. But at the same time, I know if I'm doing this and I've been through it, there's definitely at least a dozen other women who have been through something and probably something worse. Mm -hmm. And yep. to give them some way to talk about it or at least know that there's a safe space with me so that you can come talk to me. I, I would rather that than the awful feeling. There was some time in between what happened and throughout the ramifications of everything where I felt so alone. And yeah. I thought, at that point, why didn't he just finish me off? Because this is so much worse. And that was a very dark thought and it's a very yeah. difficult thing. And I'm so glad it was just a thought and it didn't lead to something worse. But there are people who are dealing with that. And please know you are not alone. Not only was Women in Film great, but also Rain. They're a group that helps women. Well, I hope all rape survivors. Rape is not just about, you know, women. It happens to men too. It happens to people of non-binary all different genders, things like that. So please know as awful as it is and as dark as it is and as much as you don't want to live with what's happened to you, I promise you it gets better. You will find that support that you need. Please do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on anything because you still deserve a wonderful life. What happened to you is not your fault and I believe you. So please, please, Ugh, please Fred. don't forget that. <laughs> 
And you're living I know. proof. You're living proof, Red. You, you're, you've come out of I the, would you, rather, I want to be the norm and not the exception to this because it's, it's so not fair to so many people. And like, I just thought about it and the way I was treated by the police and by so many different organizations. And I'm like, I am a privileged white woman. I cannot right, even right. imagine women who are in this situation of and they don't have or transgender. Uh, yeah, that's it's much worse. And, well, I mean, everything's bad, it was but... hell. It was yeah. hell. And so For I'm them. like, and I knew we were going to have to talk about this. And I know it's not an easy topic, but at the same no, time, that's why I'm like, <laughs> when I came back to the East Coast, I was incredibly depressed. It was incredibly dark. It's not like, okay, movies make it seem like it's like, oh, this awful thing happened and now she's all better. And it's like, yeah, you know, next episode, we forget that even happens. And it's like, absolutely not. You're still, you know, emotionally, I imagine there's repercussions today, but, but slowly, I mean, how, how did you eventually learn to smile and laugh again? I mean, I I wouldn't for for years. So how did you, what was the first time? time. It took a very long time, a few years and I was working random jobs as like project managers and staying around the area. But at the same time, it was not easy. Obviously, this happened, ooh, I want to say like 2018. Yeah, I think it was 18. Something like that. Because yeah, I'd been in LA for about four or five years and came back and was working these jobs and going to therapy and BARC, Boston Area Rape Crisis Center. They're a fantastic organization as well. They only help people, unfortunately, within the Boston area because obviously there's certain regulations and things like that. They were fantastic. I loved going to them. Yeah. So therapy and working, but my heart wasn't really in it as much. I was trying, but you're going through all this. And once again, I was kind of bundling back up and covering myself and really ashamed of who I was physically. Also, great time for a pandemic to hit, you know? Oh yeah, really great. (laughs) Even more depression and sadness. Right. And I'm alone. Uh, I was living with my brother at the time who's a fisherman. So he was out on the boat and I was alone alone in an apartment sitting with just my thoughts not able to work because I got laid off it was not great there's also a a kind of beauty in the badness in the sense of so I was laid off but they had that extra stimulus going on so I used that to hire a personal trainer and just focus on physically getting myself out of my head and focusing more on working out and things like that Smart. and and I was honest with my trainer like listen if you push me in certain ways I don't know what might upset don't know Mm -hmm how I'll react. And he was very open to that. He was great. So I started working on physically myself and then started working again once I was able to. And I moved back to Rhode Island. Again, I've moved about ooh, uh 20 something times in my life. So Jesus if you hear me Christ say, Red. yeah, and I wasn't so even in the military service. <laughs> yeah, you're not even an army brat. How is this happening? I know. Then I worked for an insurance company of all things. Didn't love it, but it was a job. I was living on my own and I was feeling good about how I was feeling physically and mentally I was doing a lot better and I thought I wanted to get like headshots in case I wanted to do like voiceover work but I really have always been drawn to like that old school vintage style so I ended up working with a photographer uh hi Tina vintage girl studio please check them out because we didn't sit there for an hour because that's about where we're at but I told her some of my story and just like how I wanted to reframe the way I look at myself so we had a very cool collaborative discussion about things and when I showed up to the studio. She was so welcoming. I had an amazing hair and makeup artist who helped me put this look together. We did our first shoot and it was incredible and I loved it. And 
she just told me, you really have like a knack for this, like this whole vintage kind of pinup style. Have you ever thought about like exploring that? And I was like, what's there to explore? And she was like, oh, girl. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Then I started doing pinup photography. I also landed one of my dream jobs, which was to be a writer for a company, like full time with benefits, all that. I finally landed that job. So I was doing that. I adopted Caboose. Things were really coming together. And then I moved up to Massachusetts. And because again, can't stop moving. And I lost my job. Ah, right. (laughs) That's uh, how this podcast was born. We both exactly. (laughs) So yeah, that brings us pretty much to almost where we are now. And it was just like, okay, I've literally gone through the best of times, the worst of times, and (laughs) I just wanted to figure out, okay, what's my passion? I was obviously upset with how everything had ended up. It brings you down to like that low place, that dark place, all that stuff, and obviously resurfacing of other thoughts that have happened before. And, you know, thankfully I'd been through therapy, so I know how to cope with them. But basically I came down to the thought of, okay, if tomorrow, God forbid, something awful happens and you are not here, what is going to be the thing you regret not trying to do? And the first Mm. thing was throughout my whole life, when I felt awkward, where I felt uncomfortable, I was doing makeup for myself. Like, well, I could bundle up the rest of my body. You can't hide your face, but makeup, I call it my war paint. I felt like with makeup, I could really express myself and also also hide myself in a way. But also through doing pinup, I started doing my own makeup for my shoots. And then it really helped me hone what I was looking for and what I was trying to do. And I love doing it. I've always loved makeup. It's just been something from when I was awkward. I love doing like theater and dramatic style and Halloween, of course, my favorite holiday. I love doing stuff for that and finding different ways to do makeup and crazy stuff. But I never thought that was a logical career because I mean, you know this, Kelly, we're creatives. You're like, oh, you have to get the logical job, though. You have to get the job that has like security. Mm-hmm. You can't just do. Yep. And 100%. so 100%. when you're facing that decision of, OK, what would I regret not trying? I'm like, why don't I try and be a makeup artist? I mean, the strike's going on. What's a job that AI can't take? What's a job yeah. that. <laughs> Good point. You're actually ahead of the game there. You can't. Well, no, because yeah. eventually they'll just put they filters will. on everything. That's true. And, Good yeah. point. Yeah. Wait. But no, you're still needed for prosthetics that are believable. I mean, CGI can only was... go so far, you know? And the other thing, too, is as I was looking into the programs and stuff, the other thing I've always wanted to try and do was come back to Canada at least for a little while and see what it's like to live there because my whole life I've been Canadian American and again we didn't really go into it but I got teased in school for being Canadian I think that's what made me so defensive about it not as much as my siblings did which is why I think they're like why are you so obsessed with this and I'm like because people made this a big deal and I'm proud of the fact that we have this experience but I don't really know much about it so I was like you know what if I made this a twofold what if I pursue this passion because I think the other thing too is I was nervous by the idea of pursuing makeup professionally because it's like I love doing this so what happens if it takes away that joy for me you know or it's like I go to school and they're like oh you're doing everything wrong but at at this point I think especially having been through what I went through and how much you know pinup but also makeup just helped transform and made me feel more like myself this sounds pretty dark but like being able to cover up bruises and cuts and things like that even though it doesn't hide what happened inside it kind of gives you that ability to look at yourself and be like there you are 
Like you're not the things that happen to you. There's me again. Ugh. And if I could do that for myself, imagine if I could do that for other people. And other girls have asked me if I could do their makeup for their shoots and I never felt comfortable. I helped one girl. I did her makeup and she got published in a magazine. So uh, my see? first time Red. as a makeup artist. Yeah. I mean, other something. than doing my own face. I may do it all wrong, but I won't know unless I try. And that's kind of the whole thing about my life is that, of course, I have regrets. Of course, things didn't go perfectly, but I don't have the regrets of, oh, what if I had just done this? Because I basically have done all the things. That I'm like, what if I do this? Let's go find out. Like, it's it's uh, a very, it's not the so smartest way to approach life, but... <laughs> admirable and not many would do it including myself like also you know being married I guess might have something to do with that and the dog and stuff but like I'd say being single do you think that like helped you with this like do you think if you had a partner that you would have done this I think that might be why I am single because I haven't found the partner that would support this Mm, because the problem is I haven't found that person because I will I still plan to get married and have kids and have a shit ton of animals and Danielle from I Saw What You Did Pod, she's doing exactly what I want to do, which is have like a big house and like kind of be like an artist retreat thing. She literally was just <gasps> talking about it. And I'm like, but that's been my she idea. But, from you. Well, we could both have it. I, I'll just do the Canadian version. I was in shock because who else is doing this? And of course she is because she's so cool. Um, um, that'll be you because we're going to make this podcast blow up. <laughs> I mean, that'd be lovely. Someday I want to get married and have kids. So the reason... I think I'm still single is, first of all, I've never put pressure on anybody to follow me in all these moves. It's unfair of me to ask that of anybody because most of these places I moved within a year or two. So that's not enough time to ask somebody to do that. And then to also be like, hey, I have these crazy ideas. What if? (laughs) (laughs) So Caboose doesn't have a choice in this. He just, as long as I feed him, he's happy. So, But the problem is, it's not a problem. It's just because I don't hold that expectation to somebody. I've also never met somebody who is willing to take that risk for me because I don't give them the chance. It's a little bit on me. It's a little bit on who I date. It's a, I'm hoping that now I'm here and hopefully I'm going to love it up here. And with that, a new chapter is unfolding and I'm going to go to school. And of course, as I focus on other things, hopefully that's when the person will show up and... When you leave six back. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not planning on it because the thing is there's nothing wrong with planning on having a marriage and kids and that's it and that's you're not career focused that's fine I am not that kind of person though I think that will happen when it happens but I would regret a life where I didn't pursue my creative pursuits and tried to give myself this chance and I think when you have kids it's all about the kids then you're it's not like your life is over but it's just it is. you are no longer <laughs> <laughs> you are not the first priority anymore your kids you are. can't be selfish you have to be right. selfless which I don't think you have the bandwidth to do right now and neither do I no well <laughs> the thing is it's the thing of there's too many things that I've wanted to do before I give up that part and where I put children first. That wouldn't be fair to them. That wouldn't be fair to me to have this life of, oh, I I would have done this if not for... No, I would never put that on a child. I think I'm getting to that point where I'm ready to be open to that more than I have in the past. And I've also done a lot of healing from my own experiences. And I mean, I think that'll be great when that happens, but I got to get through school first. I got to establish this career. (laughs) Um, I have to figure out where I'm going to be after that. The school, they are 
very excited about the fact that I'm dual because they're like, you can work anywhere. That's so I so could see myself being based here in Canada, but then working Toronto, uh, come out to LA to come Absolutely. see you and work a couple Will. gigs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Red, like we need to normalize this because you are kind of like redefining yourself in your 30s and there's always like this pressure on society for women to have a ticking clock on them, you know? Um, right. But we have IVF now. We have so many advances yes. in that regard. Granted, there's still a long ways to go for women's health in general. But the fact yes. that we have that allows us the ability to focus more on whatever those pursuits are. They can be having kids and getting married or getting married and not having kids or focusing on your career or focusing on just traveling or there's so many different ways that you can live your life. Take it from me. You can have many lives in one life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are the cat of people. Yes. Red, the cat of people. But I'm just hoping that this next chapter, because again, we talk about late bloomers and things like that. I'm hoping this is the next bloom for me and it's going to lead to something really fun and creative and And hopefully a little bit more stable would be lovely <laughs> no i don't see that for you you gotta be chaotic but that's why we i love mean you, you can do <laughs> controlled chaos controlled i know that sounds chaos. like an oxymoron but like you know yeah. i would just love to have the house that's noisy full of kids doing their own stuff and i can be like husband your turn i gotta yep. go work on this gig uh i'm gonna go down to la and work with kelly on this next production for our amazing company now that Hell we're totally yes. running and he'll be like i got you and uh, oh. your ass looks great. And I'll be like, thanks, babe. Uh, so <laughs> you'll be like, I hate to see you. you go, but I love to watch you walk away. Eh? And I'll be like, this is amazing. Yeah, you know, right. the dream. We just manifested um, it. We said it out loud. So this is right. going to happen. This is in our five to 10 year plan. <laughs> yeah. And I forgot to mention that in the midst of all this, I started this amazing podcast with my friend who has been Hi. there supporting me through all these different moments since she came into my life because again there's a lot that happened before her and there's about to be a lot more that happens after so she just came in at the no okay after you came into my life it's gonna get even better i was like what do you know (laughs) no i'm saying this next section is gonna be where things really get good so you like skipped over the awkward stuff you skipped over all like the "Eh, didn't need it yeah you came in you were there through the most difficult now you're like one of of my biggest supporters yeah and obviously i feel the same way about you and i can't wait to do your episode about oh you and things <laughs> we'll you wait do. on that one thanks <laughs> we'll a little see. bit a little bit i think that at the end of the day what i would say to people who are still figuring themselves out is i'm still figuring myself out despite having made all these different decisions and lived all these different things and again i wouldn't say i'm a wild success story i think the way we measure success though is different for everybody Absolutely. and my main way is that i want to be happy oh. and I don't need fame. Dear God, I do not need fame. Will be what was that one from last week that we had? It was a uh, success on purpose or moderate and not famous yes. or something. Yeah, that's right. You'll I be would the much one rather not on purpose, but you'll probably get some fame because you're gonna just blow up. You're gonna be the next like Tom Savini or whatever oh, the next. See, big that would be artist. amazing. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like Tom Savini can walk around and people are like, "Is that?" But they're not like, oh, my God, it's this person. They're getting bombarded. Like, that's the life I want. I want the life where I can still go to the grocery store and still go out to eat. Maybe somebody would recognize me or maybe somebody would be like, hey, I heard this episode and I could use 
like some help or I could use some advice. I'd love to be that too, a resource for people. Reach out, guys. You yeah, know where to do. find her. Thank I you, mean, listeners. Well, please reach out to any, again, not to go back to that whole subject, but please reach out to someone, whether it be a loved one, some of the resources that we're going to list or anything like that. We just want you to know that you're loved, you're supported, and whatever you choose to do with your life, don't lose your spark. Oh, and she hasn't, as you've seen. <laughs> it's, on <laughs> it's on fire. Everything's on fire. Everything's on fire, but everything is going to be fine. She's she's the dog meme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This well, is fine. There's if you've made it this far. I don't know I how know. long this episode will be, but it was a good one. And I think it was oh, much needed and appreciated. You say that. And thank you for being open and honest, Red. I think people are really going to like love this episode. I hope so. I'm but also, if I'm not your cup of tea, don't worry. We have other profiles coming. So yes. you could just skip other... over mine. And no, now, don't. Like... <laughs> it was a good one. Don't skip over her. Come on, guys. You love Red. We all love Red. And let's support oh, her and congratulate you. her. I'm so excited for you. Making moves, making changes. Here we go. It's time to bloom. (laughs) I'm so excited for you, Red. Oh, my gosh. Well, listeners, thank you. We'll see you next week for another colorful duo December. Woohoo! Oh, buckle up. It's going to be so fun. Buckle up. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm excited. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. If you want us to spotlight someone, have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at ilovethatforyoupod at gmail.com or join us on Instagram at ilovethatforyoupod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love, and if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.